All right, thank you very much. Special number, uh, set my soul afire. Walay lain makahatag sa tuwag kadasig o uh, kalayo ato ang uh, soul other than the Word of God. So without further ado, I'd like to request our pastor to preach to us the Word of God. Thank you very much, Sir Jetro, and thank you special. Medyo na-late sila kay travel pa sa Africa. So, well, you have your Bible, please, in uh, the book of 1 Peter, chapter 5, verses 6 to 11. Kindly rise as we give reverence to the reading of the Holy Word of God. In 1 Peter, <clears throat> uh, by the way, Happy New Year to all of you, those who are listening in your home. Happy New Year, and we trust them, pray that the Lord will bless uh, all of us uh, today. 1 Peter chapter 5, we are reading verse number 6 <clears throat> up to verse number 11. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, and that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And uh, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who had called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you, Verse 11, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Our Heavenly Father, we're so grateful, the Lord, for having this privilege to pray. This is our midweek prayer gathering, actually, as God's people. We bring all our petitions to you. We bring the concerns of the church that uh, uh, we have today present concerns of the church and our concerns as individual. The Lord, tonight we are asking for your healing. Uh, most importantly, especially nowadays, we pray for the health of Brother Doming Tejano. We also continue to pray for the health of Sir June, Brother June Batao. And then we pray, continue to pray for Brother Alan Sibilino for his health. We continue to pray for Brother Franklin Hora for his health. We continue to pray for Mamuela for her health. And uh, dear God, we, we pray for our frontliners, for your safety, for your guidance upon them, dear Father. Protect them from all kinds of harm especially this pandemic. And then, Lord, we also pray for each of our individual members for your protection during this time of pandemic. We also 
remember the Torre Campos in the homegoing of Brother Vic. Um, Mom Gerlet is in the States. And the Lord, we pray that you continue to give her the strength she needs, the comfort especially that she needs. We humble ourselves before you tonight, believing that, as you have said, you have promised, we just need to call. <clears throat> you said, call upon me and I will answer thee. Truly, Lord, we claim it. We humble ourselves before thy throne. I'm praying also for our members that uh, are not feeling well in their homes today. Dear God, I pray for those who are troubling for your troubling mercies upon them. And those who are struggling in their business, in their job, Lord, give them strength and continue to provide for the needs of our people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Kindly be seated tonight. And uh, we're happy to see you again. Uh, the message is entitled tonight, A Passage of Scripture We Need to Claim in Times of Trials. We're not talking about just one verse. We're talking about a passage tonight from verses number 6 to 11. You see, God is speaking to those who are afraid. And he is saying there's nothing to be afraid of. If you have God, he will promise, he has promised, he will take care of us. God is speaking to those who have failed. And this text is saying the reason why you have, you have, you fail is because you look to yourselves too much. This text is speaking to those who are experiencing uh, trials in life. And uh, this verse is, this passage is saying to us that the burdens of trials that we have in life must be burned by another. And we have the Lord Jesus Christ promising, casting all your care upon him, upon Jesus Christ. For he is concerned, much concerned about you. In Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7, be careful, do not worry about anything. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer. Thank God for that. You see, uh, the, the longer we, we live the Christian life, the more we understand the importance of prayer in our life, really. And uh, uh, when, when, when uh, in times of this, during this time of, of this uh, we call pandemic, we are seeing so much pain among so many people. But the Bible says, be careful for nothing. But in everything, everything by prayer. And uh, remember that song, why worry when you can pray? Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Meaning to say, he wants us to tell him. He wants us to come to him. He says, call unto me and I will answer thee. Let your request be made known. Have you talked to God about your needs? Have you talked to him about the trials of life that you have? And, and the peace of God which 
passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Thank God there is someone who is willing to take our burdens in life. Days are filled with sorrow and care. Hearts are lonely and rare. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. <clears throat> Amen. I like that. Cast your care on Jesus today. Leave your worry and fear. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. Troubled soul, the Savior can see. Every heartache and tear, burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. Is that true to you? We've been singing that song. And the impact of that song, the blessing of that song has been made real to our lives as God's people. The Lord is saying, cast your care on Jesus today. Leave your worry and fear. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. Thank God. Cast your care on Jesus today. Leave your worry and fear. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Thank God. We always see the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ as the main source of the blessings that we receive from God. In our text, there are four things that we can have, uh, we have to remember every day as believers. First of all, our life here on earth will have to face trials and trouble that will continually confront us. And you know, it's hard to confront trials. Sometimes we like to deny it. And uh, uh, sometimes we just wish we can just ignore it. But you know, trials would, would, would face us, would confront us. We try to close both ears and we close our eyes. We don't want to face the trials. And, but the, the truth of the matter is, it will come out always and confront us. Look at verse number 9, please, in our text. Verse number 9, and uh, in First Peter chapter 5, verse 9. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same, what's the next word? Afflictions. The same with S. Afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Remember that. Afflictions come to us while we are still in this world. So we would be confronted with, with afflictions. Afflictions means suffering, suffering, trials. And during this time, uh, these Christians were, they were under the Neronian uh, persecution. The Neronian persecution, the persecution that surround Emperor Nero, one of the most cruel emperors of Rome, Neronian persecution. 
In fact, it was him who beheaded Paul. And uh, now, uh, Nero, uh, when, when, the, when Christians are going, do you understand the Christians were going, going through so much troubles? They were thrown to lions and many of them died as martyrs. They had suffered the martyrs' death. This is a severe persecution for the early Christians. But here is a question we need to ask. Why do we have to suffer? We say, can't we just live the Christian life without suffering? Can we just live the life that Pentecostals always imagine? When you become a Christian, tanam problema, all of your problems will be gone. And there will be no sickness, no suffering, no death. And can we just live the Christian life without suffering? Now, look at me. One of the reason, main reasons why Christians suffer is in verse number 8. In verse 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your friend, not friend, adversary, and uh, whether you like it or not, if you are a child of God, you have an enemy. You can never try to imagine Satan as your friend. And he might, he might try to present himself as your friend, but actually he is an adversary. He hates you. If you are a Christian, he hates you. You read your Bible, he hates you. And uh, you witness for Christ, he hates you for that. You come to church, you serve Jesus Christ, he will hate you for that. And so, uh, I said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, or ruin, or destroy completely. That's the reason, number one. Why do we have to suffer? Because we have an enemy, as the serpent deceives in 2 Corinthians 11 verse number 3 and as the lion Satan devours and by the way the word devil means the accuser the slanderer day and night he appears before the throne of God accusing the saints accusing us and so he is the devil he is Satan now by the way Satan uh, Satan means adversary, our enemy. And so if you are a child of God, we have an enemy. You, you consider this. You have the trial today, number one, because Satan caused it. The number one reason why, I don't care if it is physical affliction that you're having, or emotional affliction that you're having right now, remember, the number one reason is because we have an enemy. And uh, you know the hard thing about it is that we are not able to see him with our physical eyes. We are fighting a, a battle uh, against an unseen foe. See the recipients of this letter had already experienced the attacks of the slanderer. In verse Peter chapter 4, uh, verse 4, verse 14. Now they would meet the lion in their fiery trial, in the heaviest blow of their trial... Here comes the lion, the destroyer. Can you imagine? He has used so many means to, to attack the Christians. Now, uh, face to face, they're, they're having 
confrontation against your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. This passage answered the question, where does suffering come from? The answer is, the answer is, it comes from the devil. Number one. You may not understand it, but remember this, the number one reason why we're having the struggle that we have right now, physical, emotional, spiritual, because we have an enemy. And uh, it's what the book of Job teaches. There was an encounter between Satan and God, and it was Satan that brought suffering upon Job. Unknown to Job. There was a conflict going on in heaven. And the subject was Job. Satan left the presence of God. Where did he go? He went to the house of Job. To afflict him. And by the way. Maybe the next time. The next time it happens. It happens in your home. You might be the next target of Satan. Because he's real. He's real. Seeking. Walking about. Walking. Is it here? said walking about seeking he still is seeking today and who knows you might be the next target who knows you, you might be the next one and uh, so Satan brought the suffering of Job in also in 2nd Corinthians 12 verse 7 Paul talks about the thorn in the flesh he made mention of the messenger of Satan sent to buffet him Another thing, number two, another thing will bring troubles in our lives are the cares of life. The cares of life. See, life is full of cares. And here he refers to, the word care refers to anxiety. Anxiety will always affect our physical, our emotions, our behavior. Anxiety affects all of it it affects the way we think it affects our bodies it affects all uh, in all areas of life notice the last part of verse 7 in spite of this claim verse number 7 yes we have so many cares in life but but we also find the Lord is concerned about us is concerned for he careth for you. He cares for you. Amen. There is someone who cares. He cares when you're troubled and the whole world seems wrong. He cares when you're troubled and the whole world seems wrong. He cares when the trials try to silence your song. He cares when you're lonely. Though your love with the throne, Jesus cares. Amen. He cares when you stumble in the heat of the day. He cares when you're burdened and too weary to pray. He cares when you fail Him. When your feet go astray, Jesus cares. Yes, yes, 
Yes, Jesus cares. He cares when your heart aches. Take him your many burdens. Jesus cares. In Psalm 55 verse 22 says, Cast thy burden, your care upon him. Are you, are you feeling lonely? Burdened because of the cares of life? Maybe that care is having to do with your job. And having to do with your health. Having to do with the people surrounding you. That care, I cannot tell exactly the, the, the cares of life going on in your life today. But there is someone who cares. For he careth for you. He cares when you're stricken and your strength starts to wave. He cares when you tremble with fever and pain. He cares when you struggle, but the work seems in vain. Yes, Jesus cares. Casting all your care. First Peter 5, 7. All, he says, <clears throat> name it. Begin to count the cares that you have in life. The problems and the trials you have. Count them, write them down, and, 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 and turn them over to the Lord. Casting all your cares. God, I'm, I'm troubled about my health. God, I'm troubled about my job. Lord, I'm, 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 I'm having some troubles in life right now. Count them, and then says, not one of them is excluded. All of them are in this verse. Thank God. And I, I'm, 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 even I have to be thankful to the Lord that He has put that word all there. Because everything that troubles you, everything that troubles you, it's in this verse. Remember that. And since you say, Pastor Wing, I, you don't understand. My, my circumstances is entirely different than but what others have had. Yes, but one thing is sure. All of our troubles are here. It may be strange. It may be something that, that, that is entirely different from what others are having. But my friend, we can put them all together into this one particular verse tonight. And look at the word all. All. Casting all. Society, all your worries. All your concerns. Once for all on him. For he cares uh, for you, uh, you know, affectionately and cares for you watchfully. Thank God for that. And uh, the word care in the Greek, merimna. And it carries the idea of, of a distraction or, or care. Something that causes concern or uneasiness. God tells us to cast our cares on him. The word cast means... To fling something away. To throw something away. And, and it, the, it, the word care uh, has to do with, you know, casting it with force. Just imagine yourself standing on a ravine and you're carrying something that you don't like. And you know what you do? You, what you do? With all your strength, with all might, you lift the thing up and then you, you throw it away. One. You don't expect it to return to you. 
you you throw it away the same thing with our trials name all the cares in life and then name them and lift them up with with all of your might by the grace of God and give them to the Lord casting all your care upon him all your cares on him the whole of your care all anxiety all your worries all your concern and not not only the small or large things but all things once for all this is what god expects us and if they keep coming back tell the lord about it tell the lord about it and after you pray and pray and pray and pray god will put his peace into your heart philippians 4 6 and 7 to guard your heart so that those things that cause trouble in your mind those things that cause trouble in your heart will have no chance to come back why god will guard your heart with his peace god will guard your mind with his peace number two god's grace is always sufficient to empower us yes first point in this life we are constantly confronted with many trials but God's grace, number two, is always sufficient to empower us. It seems that life is hard, yes. It's full of challenges. And the easiest thing we can do, you know, we, we can do is to, uh, in response to life's trouble, is to quit. Notice at the end of verse number five, in verse number five, the end of it, for God resisted the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Giveth grace. God gives grace. Amen. And uh, in, in verse number 5, look at verse number 10. God sustaining grace. Why? Because our God is the God of all grace. Of all grace. But the God of all grace, grace for the trials, grace for the work, grace to endure everything. He is the God of all grace. God of all grace. First Peter chapter 4 verse 10. God's grace is manifold. Look at verse number 10. Let me read that. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same as one to another, as good stewards of the manifold what? Grace of God. The manifold grace of God. God has always corresponding grace to deal with our troubles in life. And uh, so the, 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 the larger the problem goes, it is met with, it will be confronted, met with God's grace equal grace to deal with every you see it is like heavenly God's grace is manifold it is like a heavenly diamond with innumerable facet uh, somebody showed me last week of a diamond everywhere you go parias lang siya the same looks the same amazing and uh, uh, every vantage point reflects a new insight into the gracious resources of the Lord. You say, well, this is another kind. God has grace for that, remember. 
and it's another time and another and, and some more some more the more trials come into your life the more grace would sustain you remember that and uh, first of all God's grace is seen as justifying grace and we do experience that we had experienced that when we received Christ we were saved by grace if you are saved you have experienced God's grace the justifying grace of God Romans 3:24 being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus if you're saved remember this you have that grace the justifying grace of God it is also seen as sanctifying grace not only justifying but sanctifying second peter 3 verse 18 but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ also establishing grace not only justifying and uh, sanctifying but establishing in hebrews 13 verse 5 be not carried away about with diverse and strange doctrines for it is good a good thing that the heart be established with grace. Thank God. We're established by the grace of God. Hebrews 13 verse 9. In Acts 20 verse 32. And now brethren I commend you to God. And to the word of his grace. Which is to build you up. So the grace of God is manifold. We say uh, it is justifying. It is sanctifying. It is establishing grace of God. It, 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 it gives us more strength every day. Grace is also seen as strengthening grace. 2 Timothy 1, chapter 2, verse 1. 2 Timothy 2, verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. We need grace in bringing fruit. Colossians 1 verse number 6. We need grace in developing our ministry. In 1 Corinthians 15 verse number, verse number 10. By the grace of God I am what I am. We need grace. The grace of God in sustaining us. In deep trials. My grace is sufficient for the God told Paul. Thank God for his grace. His grace is sufficient. His grace. That is why I'm, I, I always believe. There is no reason that a Christian should backslide. If a Christian happens to backslide, this Why? Because God has equipped us with all we need to live the Christian life. I say, pag nag-backslide ka, really the devil has taken something sa kinabuhi. You need to come back to God. You need to tell the devil, I have all the resources that God has given me. I, I, I was reading an article this week. A woman died as, as a beggar. In spite of the fact that she has millions in her body. Why? She didn't know what to do with, with the bank account. I don't know what happened, but she died begging. In spite of the fact that dagan sa kwarto sa bangko, ipadala siya nga You know, we have all the resources we have. There is no reason why the devil can, the devil can defeat us. Because God has equipped us with His grace. 
And thirdly, there's a simple command that we must submit ourselves, our lives to. We must humble ourselves before God. Submission is an act of faith. We are trusting God to direct our lives and to work out His purpose in His time. You see, God, I'm giving this to you in your own time. And it says there in verse number verse number 10, but the grace of the, the but but the God of all grace who had called us unto his eternal glory, after you have suffered a while, make you perfect. To him be glory and dominion forever. Underline the word glory there. What's God's purpose? Why do we have trials? Yes. It's true that the devil is the number one reason. It's normal that we, because we're still in this life, but why does God allow us to go through so much trouble and, and pain? Because God is training us for glory. I remember during the Second World War, and uh, because the war uh, involving <clears throat> involving uh, uh, the uh, um, I forgot the country uh, involves uh, guerra, so, so Vietnam. Vietnam was involved, and as as part of the destruction of the war. American Congress granted Vietnamese to avail for for U.S. citizenship. So they were bringing they they opened their border to the Vietnamese after the war. So it's a, it's a law. It's an open. Pedislam want to United States, but the problem was if they bring those Vietnamese immediately, di sila kagarim kamao mag open ng light. Ang, ang lifestyle in America was too strange for them. You know what they did? You know what happened? President Ferdinand Marcos. And uh, sa Morong Batahan, naghimo siya ka ng camp. Bringing those hundreds of Vietnamese sa Morong Batahan. They were trained how to use electric appliances. They were trained, uh, you know, to, to drive cars drive vehicles for years. In fact, one of them got a member of Mr. Long. He was part of that. And so, uh, when the time, exact time came, so by, by thousands and hundreds were brought to America. That was after they were trained. If God will allow us to enter heaven right now, Without, without purifying us, without allowing us to live the Christian life, learn the things of heaven. God is allowing us to go through severe pain and trials. Why? The, the, the purpose of God in verse 10, but the God of all grace what called us unto his eternal what? Glory. And uh, yet, preparing us for the time that we come to heaven, that He may exalt you in due time. God says, A. W. Tozer, 
in God's time, God never hurries. There are no deadlines against which he must work. Only to know this is to, to, to quiet our spirits and relax our nerves. To quiet our spirits and relax our nerves. You see, God is preparing us for better responsibilities, bigger responsibilities. I mean, Moses had to learn patience and humility for 40 years in Midian Desert. A.W. Tozer said, It is doubtful whether God can bless a man uh, greatly until he has hurt him greatly. God has to hurt us for us to know him. For us to humble ourselves before him. To humble ourselves before God, we must believe. We must do everything. God must do everything for us. Our part is to yield. Our part is to trust. God is casting all your care on God. You see, casting all your anxiety on God is not simply a separate thing that you do after you humble yourself. It's something you do in order to humble yourself. There must be the, 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 the process must take place. Anxiety are to be cast, not carried. Remember that. If you have anxieties, said I have been bringing this burden for many years, you're wrong. They are not to be carried. They are to be cast to the Lord. Sa dugay na nang akong kabugaton, bagidaladala ko lang ni, ha? Ay, God, ah. Ilabay sa ginoo. Amen? Cast your burden. Our source of strength, lastly, is to look beyond the present to the glory that awaits for us. Look at verse 10, verse 11 again. But the God of all grace who had called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after he have suffered a while, make you what? Perfect, mature, establish, strengthen, settle you. You see, to make the to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You see, look at this. We are not just called to conversion. To regeneration. To be justified. He has called us to eternal glory. God saved us. And God has called us not only to be saved... But God has called us to eternal glory. Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Did he stop there? No. In my father's house are many mansions. Did he stop there? No. If it were not so, I go to prepare a place for you. Did he stop there? No. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Why? He said there, that I may take you to be with me. That where I am, there you may be also. He's going to bring us home. Hebrews 2, verse number 9 and verse number 10. Hebrews chapter 2, look at verse number 9 and verse number 10. His purpose, his purpose. In fact, he prayed, Father, I will that thou, those who have, thou have given me, be with me. 
Be with me. Hebrews 2 verse number 9 and 10. There it says, And we see Jesus who was made lower, little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that by that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. It became him. For whom are all things, by whom are all things, in bringing many what? In bringing many sons unto what? To wear glory. The purpose why he died on the cross. Say, well, he died to save me. Yes. But it did not stop there. The entire plan of God says, yes, he will die for you. He will save your soul. He will convert your soul. But it does not stop there. Ultimately, the purpose of God is to bring us to glory. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. That's the ultimate goal. Kasi pagpaakpakog mais, dre, parang di ka gusto mo biya, dre, oy, ang ginoo nagaampong ako haon tas ginoo. And uh, you know the unsaved would say, huy, simba ko, simba ko. Ayag simba ko. Giampuan ka ni Kristo ng manto ka sa langit. John 17:20. And so God is going to bring us Psalm 23 verse 1 to verse number 3 and David says I will dwell you know what he says the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want there was a struggle he said that yet though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for thou art with me verse 5 yes he will make our life complete he will make our life abundant Ultimately for what? After serving the Lord, pagabot sa verse 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And then ultimately what? Then I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There. That's one of the most important connections we see in the Bible. It connects yesterday with today. And then connects both with tomorrow. The yesterday connects with today. And yesterday and today both connects to the tomorrow. God says, I've got this great life plan for you. And surely goodness and mercy will follow you throughout your life. But that's not the end. So David ends this psalm saying, we're going to heaven. We're going to heaven. Yes. We will continually face trials and afflictions, but God's grace will sustain us. His grace is manifold, meets every situation of life. He is the God of all grace. His grace to help us in every time of need. And yes, Hebrews 4.16, we have an eternal hope. We know we're going to glory. Whatever begins with God's grace will always lead to glory if something that you have has begun with God's grace sure it will end 
to glory. If the salvation you have today has begun with the grace of God, it will end in glory. If your salvation has begun with your own effort, your own church, your own religion, it will not end up in heaven. Only what is started by the grace of God and whatever God's grace has started will surely lead to God's glory. And if we depend on God's grace, we must suffer uh, we must suffer suffering. We must be assured that suffering will result in glory. First Peter 4, 13-16 The road may be difficult but it leads to glory. And that is all that really counts, what really counts. How does God show His love and care for us? First Peter 5, 7 Casting all your care. How does He show His love and care? Number one, He gives us courage to face our cares in life. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Number two, He gives us wisdom to understand the situation. James 1, 5. Number three, He gives us the strength to do what we must do. Philippians 4, 13. Number four, He gives us faith to trust Him to do the rest. Psalm 37 verse 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord and trust also in Him. And he will bring it to pass. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God tonight. We give you thanks for everything. You are a great God. Thank you for your grace. In fact, today, we rejoice on your grace. We feel it's working in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. To all of you, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And our year is always happy. Amen? And uh, no matter what happened, because we're in the hands of God, we're always happy. And uh, I like what Senator and really used to say, Gusto ko, happy ka. And uh, that is what we hear from heaven today. God wants us to be happy. Amen? I hope you're happy. Amen. If you're not happy, you, what you need to do at tumugtindahan palitog happy and you will be happy Amen Amen Thank you very much Pastor Ingay for that wonderful message no, our wonderful message and to remind us for uh, as we face no, the year 2021 no, we thank the Lord that as we look back the year 2020 Sa sugod sa January up to this day, and then up by next day, it's about 30 karon, then 31. We always think of the grace of God, no? And every time we think about the grace of God, we are compelled, we are persuaded to worship Him all the more as we look back and as we think about the grace of God, no? So, tanan sa gibuat si Ginosotua, una sa tanan ang kaluwasan. Ang iyang provision and ang iyang protection sa tua, yung mga saad, yung mga promises. And as we contemplate, as we meditate about the grace of God, we cannot help but praise Him. Amen? We cannot help but thank Him. And we could sing, Wonderful Grace of Jesus. Amen? So at this time, uh ba itong mga prayer requests tonight? So I'll be reading all these prayer requests.
And if you have a piece of paper or ballpen, you can take note para sa inyong mga balay, pwede pwede nyo ma-pray, no? Ma-include sa inyo ang prayer time kaning mga prayer requests na to tonight. From Pastor Inga and Ma'am Elsie, pray for Sir June Batao for his health. Pray for all frontliners for God's protection and strength. Pray for the health of Sir Alan Sebelino, Mamuela Grace Go, Sir Doming Tejano, Sir Frank, uh, Franklin Hora, and all our senior citizens. From Mamre Joyce Liberato, requesting prayer for Chloe Dewey, for God's healing be upon her. Then from Chenille, Venezuela, please pray for Sir Leo, Venezuela Jr., no? And then Mrs. Nilda, Venezuela, and Sir Leo, Venezuela Sr., for strength and protection. And then please pray for uh, Lois, Venezuela, for her salvation. And Jensen Pierce, Venezuela, for church attendance and for strength. From Amnitz Marasigan, please pray for the T family in the loss of Matthew T., uh, my half-brother from Marbel yesterday who died due to complication. Pray for the salvation of the family. Please pray for the comfort and strength of the Torricampo family also. And then from Mam Army Go, please continue to pray for the good health of Brother Alan Sebelino, Brother Jun Batao, Mam Elsa Jimenteza, uh, Mam Irene Parohinog and Mam Almi Aspiras, please pray for our missionaries in the field, with their families and also the frontliners. From Brother Jeremy Riponte, please pray for my grandmother Clarita Lu for physical strength and good health. Please also pray for my family's assurance of salvation. From Brother Noel and Mam Glessy Mayfat. Please pray for God's guidance, protection, provision to everyone as we enter the new year. Pray for comfort to the families who lost their loved ones. And then from Sir Rick Quintanilla, please pray for safety and protection for the Tatad family uh, uh, who, is, uh, who travel along Mati. And then from Anna Marie Muanya, please help me pray for the uh, my depth ed order uh, 22 result ranking. Then from Amrasilin Katoy, pray for Sister Stella Marie Sanson for good health, protection to be upon her family and her family also. Uh, pray for the strength physically and spiritually to be upon uh, her. Please pray for Pastor Inge and family, and then also missionaries in the all missionaries in the field with their families. For protection and good health, always. Pray also for provision of their daily needs. Pray also for my unsaved loved ones for their salvation. Pray for Mam Lokob and Mam Julie Talangin for their spiritual growth. And lastly, for Mam Elsie Ingay, pray for comfort for all those who have lost their loved ones recently. So at this time, shall we all stand up, please, and let us have a word of prayer. Uh, I'll give you. Two to three minutes to pray. You have your personal uh, requests, na mga personal needs. Please include uh, all these prayer requests in your prayer. So, shall we begin?
Our Father God in heaven, we come to you tonight. We thank you so much, O Lord, for the opportunity and this wonderful privilege that you have given to us to be here in this house of worship for the last Wednesday service in the year 2020. We thank you, dear Father, for preserving your people. We thank you for your guidance and protection in this church, that despite of the pandemic, O Lord, uh, despite of the restrictions and despite of thousands of churches are closing down and businesses going bankrupt, you know, this church remain steadfast, remain open. We thank you, dear Father, because you have not allowed the gates of hell prevail in this church. Father, tonight we come to the throne of grace. We come with a humble spirit, knowing, O Lord, that we are nothing without you. And as we remember, as we recollect the days of 2020, we simply could not help but thank you and praise you and honor you for who you are and for what you have done into our lives. And we are what we are this time because of your grace. You know, Dios, we could think of ourselves as even David once said that we are just from the dust, we are just worms, we are just insignificant in comparison to the wonderful works you have made. What is man that thou art mindful of us? And true enough, O Lord, we can simply thank you that you have been mindful of us, you have been thinking about your people, the members of this church, the Christians, the believers. And despite of the current situation, despite of the lack of resources, despite of financial problems, despite of spiritual problems and struggles right now, wala ni mo migibian ginong Diyos. You remain true to your promise that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And tonight we pray, dear Father, uh, as we move forward for the year 2021, we are praying for your blessings. We are praying for your grace. We are praying for victory. We are praying, O Lord, that you would carry us through by your grace. We are praying, O Father, for those people who made mention uh, we're make, uh, we're uh, this, uh, explain or share their prayer requests. We're praying for those who are not feeling well right now. We do remember Sir June Batao. We pray for Sir Alan Sebelino. We're praying for Mamuela Grisgo, Sir Doming Tejano, Sir Franklin Hora. We are praying for healing for them, Ginondios, even to Sister Chloe Dewey. We know, Lord, that the power to heal, always, we always depend upon you. We are totally helpless in this time. And we just, we just simply pray for your power to heal the sickness of these people. The physical problems, the physical needs, may you meet the needs of our members, our brothers and sisters, and even to their families. 
We are praying for the needs of our senior citizens. Right now, their bodies are weak. They may want to go to church, but they are restricted. Their spirit is willing, but their flesh is no longer capable, O Lord. We pray for them, help them, touch their bodies. And we are praying also for your grace to be upon them also this time. Also, Lord, we pray for our members who are traveling, praying for safety and protection sa ila, praying sir, for Sir Paul Asenas, who is in abroad right now, uh, praying for safety and protection to all our seamen and who those who are traveling to and fro from Davao City, praying for our medical frontliners, dear Father. May you help them, protect them, preserve them as only you can. Lord, we thank you so much for our missionaries in the field. We thank you for our pastor. We thank you for our full-time workers in this church. May you continually guide each one of us, preserve us, help us to be faithful, help us to continue moving forward and continue to be committed in our service for thee. And not only us, O Lord, but we're also praying for each and every one of us here in this church and our members who are constantly giving and faithfully supporting our ministries of this church and even our missionaries and our missions in the field. May you continually supply all our needs, dear Father, in the year 2021, all our uncertainties, all our fears. We commit everything into your hands. Lord, help us to believe in you, in your word, in your promises. Help us to find our confidence and assurance in you, only in you and in you alone. Thank you for what you're about to do. And we are simply excited, O Lord, for what you're about to do in the year 2021. And come what may, O Lord, whatever happens, help us to look for that blessed hope, that glorious appearing, the time that you will come back here and you will rapture, you will get all your people, Gino Dios. And we look forward for that day. And it's a wonderful comfort for us to think about that. Father, we pray this and we commit everything into your hands. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Service is now ended and God bless you. Happy New Year to everyone.